yum nub. Each out the yum nub. Hello and welcome to Yubcast, your Star Wars cartoon podcast. My name is Jamie, and I knew there was more to you than money. And my name is Matt, and you must have Jedi reflexes if you race pods. <laughs> Timely. Yep. We're, we're back to a very original idea, which is Lucas and cars and racing. Actually, yes. Back- I read some trivia once that um, Lucas wanted to have a pod-style race in the original trilogy and was talked out of it because everyone was convinced he would be made fun of for remaking American Graffiti in space. And that a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the d- deleted scenes on Tatooine with like Biggs and Cammy were because it was too reminiscent of American Graffiti. A bunch of kids standing around talking about the future. <laughs> so, this, well, yeah, this is all going to make sense to everybody in a second. <laughs> if, yeah, you're not, so, if you're not tracking. <laughs> yeah, so we're um, we're doing Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 4, uh, named Faster. Faster and Harder. <laughs> Bigger, faster, stronger. Too faster, too... Furious, sir? Bigger, longer, uncut. <laughs> oh. Got the best crew in the world standing right in front of you. Yes, we're going to we're going to review faster today. Um, which I'm sure you've all if you're listening to this, you've definitely watched it. It's the um too fast, too furious. Bad Batch episode. Um, so we're going to have a lot of fun, I think. At least I'm going to have fun. Jamie's probably just going to grind his teeth the entire time. That's the deal. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, so before we get started with that, it's already pretty late, but real quick, do you have any Star Wars news you want to talk about this week? I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> I, um, no, no, not really. I've had a relatively light week, but I do have a sort of a Star Wars basement update. Um, right before we started recording, about an hour before, um, I got a notification that my battle droid is ready to ship. Oh, sweet. So this week I will have a pile of battle droid parts, and I'll start bolting that together. Do you have to buy all the hardware? Yeah, it came with, like, when I bought the kit from the guy, he sent me some PDF document that had a list of bolts I could buy from Home Depot. Um, It's probably $20 or $30 worth of hardware. So I'll just go pick that up this week, and... I need to get some primer anyway to work to spray paint it and then decide the color scheme. It's very possible by in a couple of weeks there will, there will be a battle droid in the basement. Yeah, just be sitting on the uh, couch uh, watching TV. Yeah, that's roughly what I'm going to do. I got a baby, I got a full-size baby Yoda coming too. <laughs> um, and it's going to sit on the TV, sit on the platform the TV used to sit on because we mounted the new TV to the wall. And it's just going to sit there next to the Xbox. And uh, it's holding its little ball from the Razor Crest in its hand. So <laughs> I like how you, you told me earlier today that, um, like, what was it you said about your wife miscalculating? Uh, right. <laughs> so we went to, I really wanted to get out of the house this weekend. And so a friend of mine who owns a brewery in the area, um, they had released a new beer, and I really wanted to go try it. And I was trying to get them to go, trying to get the family to go yesterday, on Saturday, because today's Sunday, um, January 29th, if people care. Um, I really wanted to go yesterday, but we couldn't get it together, and today was sort of a rainy day in our area, and so we just went there. And the kids brought the Uno deck and, and a couple other, like, sketch pads and everything. We just sat in the corner of this brewery, and... Um, 
I I basically said that uh, let me try to find our text because I think I said it pretty well. I told I told my wife that I would have one more and then we could go and I said maybe two and she replied whatever because she didn't care. Her friend met us there too and so sort of hanging out and then that's that's a severe miscalculation by her to say that she didn't care how many I had. And I texted you that it was the worst miscalculation she had since she told me that I could decorate the basement. Yeah, and like how you, you said, never has a spouse made such a miscalculation as when she said, do whatever you want to the basement. <laughs> Star Wars sex dungeon it is. Yeah, I mean, the, the brewery thing was also a huge miscalculation because um, even though it was like a Sunday afternoon, um, the owner showed up. And the owner is like a friend of ours. And so he sat down and he asked what we were drinking and I was done. Like I was sort of trying to like hold it together because I had to come home and do the finish notes for this and get ready for this. And he just kept going to get more beer. And <laughs> that's the risk. So I had probably two or three more than I wanted um, than I was expecting, I should say. Um, so... That was a couple hours ago. I'm pretty sober now. I could have leaned in and been a complete wreck, but I decided not to. But yes, her miscalculation of um, do whatever you want with the basement, and <laughs> it's fine if you have two more. She's very tolerant of me at times. <laughs> very tolerant of me at times, but if, but if I try to wake her up at two in the morning, fool around, then I'm the bad guy. So... We'll see how that goes tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, for for my week, I've had, like I said, the battle droids coming. Um, my little Grogu's coming, but I haven't really done much. I've picked up a couple extra figures for the Jabba's um, playset, and I finished printing a section. Um, it was 47 pieces, and so I've got about... I've got them glued into like seven or eight larger sections, and I've got to line them all up and find, finish gluing them down and plaster over the seams and sand it and spray paint it. But it's the it's a section where his throne is, like his dais is. So it's a it's a fun one. So that's two sections done out of nine. Um, but they're two of the simpler sections, and so I'm hoping we can get number three done in uh, February, early March. We'll have to see. Um, I'm thinking about upgrading my 3D printer to one that can auto-level, because that's the rate-limiting step for me, and probably causing the most inconsistent prints is the fact that the bed doesn't level, and so I have to manually level it every time. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's just sort of a pain and sometimes I level it, sometimes I make it too close to the tip, sometimes it's too far from the tip, and so the first layers are uneven. Yeah. So, I'll try it. Keep going. So, are your, are your problems just with the tip? Yeah, just the tip. Just the tip. Okay, good. Just, just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it never fails. Yeah. How how many minutes have we been recording? We earned our explicit tag. <laughs> oh, we already, yeah, we're at, we've already passed the explicit tag. All right, so it's pretty late already. But do you want to just get into the episode then? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do it. All right. So as Jamie said earlier, we are reviewing. Bad Batch Season 2 Episode 4, Faster, which originally aired on January 18th, 2023. So about two weeks ago at the time of this recording. Um, We've got two guest stars today that I want to talk about um, right up top. The first one is Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson plays the the character, the Dawatin, named um, Grinny Malegi. Um, Dawatin is the, the large monster-looking alien. You might recognize them if people play Fallen Order as the Ninth Sister. There's a Dawatin. Mm-hmm. There was also one in Maz Kanata's palace, yep. or castle. Yep, um, uh, Bazin Natal's um, boyfriend, or whatever their <laughs> relationship is. 
Yeah, and was, wasn't there one in High Republic? Yep. Uh, one of the Nile? Yep, one of the Nile is a... Um, there's actually a couple Dawatins in the High Republic series, but one of the Nihil is a Dawatin. But this Dawatin is played by Ernie Hudson. That's right. Ernie fucking Hudson. Um, <laughs> he is now a Star Wars character. He is an OG Ghostbuster Winston. <laughs> um, he also played Albrecht in The Crow, and he's currently in the Quantum Leap reboot, which my kids are watching, but I am not. <laughs> Out of... Uh... In protest? Well, the kids are watching it because once or twice, we, you know that we have, my in-laws live in a condo down the street, and once or twice a week, my wife and kids go eat dinner at the condo, and I do not. And they start watching Quantum Leap while they're there. Um, I don't think I would like it as much as I liked the first one, because as a kid, I was a sort of a science fiction science nerd, right? And I, I <laughs> love time travel, anything. And I was obsessed with Quantum Leap as a kid. And I've I've since gone back and rewatched Quantum Leap just to make sure I'd seen all the episodes once it started streaming. Um, and I had missed some, so... Um, hmm. But I'm not watching the current Quantum Leap, not out of protest, just out of... I'd rather not hang out at my in-laws condo <laughs> um, for various reasons that you you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just yeah. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I want them to have that relationship, so they go over there a couple one, at least once a week. All right. So Ernie Hudson, other than being in Quantum Leap, he was in everything. This guy's got 250 credits, over 250 credits on IMDb. But he was um, before. Uh, Ghostbusters. He was in The Incredible Hulk in 1979, Different Strokes, Dukes of Hazard, Webster, The A-Team. Um, after Batman, he was in the Batman Animated Series, and he's in everything. This guy is one of those guys that works as much as he wants. He's done voiceover work. He's done live-action work. He's been working for 40 years, 50 years now. Um, Tony Hudson. You don't know who I'm talking about? How dare you? Turn my show off. Yes. Yeah. He's Winston. Mm-hmm. And do you have anything else on Ernie? Uh, well, he was in the spectacular movie The Substitute, but, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're a man of no class, so how would you know of that movie? Correct. <laughs> um, the other, the other uh, guest star is Ben Schwartz. Um, so may the shorts be with you. <laughs> um, he's better known as John Ralphio on Parks and Rec. But he got his start as a writer on Conan O'Brien in 2006. He wrote for Sarah Silverman and was on Arrested Development. He worked for College Humor as a writer and an actor. He had a role in a Simpsons episode as a shop clerk in 2015. I have not seen the episode because I stopped watching The Simpsons like all decent people did. <laughs> Um, and he was an unaccredited stormtrooper in episode seven. Um, that, really? That is not a fact that's on his Wikipedia page, but it will be by the end of tonight. <laughs> um, he does a ton of voice work. He's done voices for DuckTales. He plays one of the Huey, Dewey, or Louie characters. I think he's Dewey. Um, he was in BoJack Horseman. He was in Modoc, the uh, marble thing with... Patton Oswald. Yeah. It was an episode of American Dad. Um, that's not a not a relevant character, but I threw that in for you. Um, oh, I thank you. And he was the press secretary in Space Force, which is a movie, which is a TV show everybody hated but me. I fucking love that show. I I thought it was pretty good. Awesome. Um, it came it came along at the right time for me. I was severely depressed and I needed a ragtag group of well-meaning feds trying to do the right thing under the worst circumstances possible. <laughs> um, uh, people find him annoying in general, but I love him, and I loved Parks and Rec, and I know you didn't watch it, but here, I pulled this clip. 
Tommy T, you just missed the craziest of crazies. Clubs, girls, dancing, naked, mom, argument, police, fleeing the seat, hiding in a dumpster, coming here, crashing on your couch for a week because technically I'm homeless. Hey, mustache, I'm going to hit the couch. You know where I be. He, he plays this hyper-annoying character who's supposed to be annoying. Everybody is completely over him all the time. And, and then later they introduce a sis his twin sister who's exactly like him, but a female. And they're constantly calling each other the worst in that sing-song voice. So he's mm -hmm. like, she's the worst! <laughs> right? And it's it's one of these characters you love to hate. And he plays it perfectly. Um, so, welcome to Star Wars, Ernie and Ben. Ben's already been in Star Wars once, but uh, anything to add about Ben? Uh, no. No, I didn't really... I was familiar with him, but I um, I didn't know his name. Because um, I, I know him from Space Force. Yeah, so... So I didn't say that he plays the droid Teo in in this episode, um, which we'll get to in a second. And I'm glad you like Space Force, because when I was singing the praises of Space Force, everyone was telling me what a garbage show that was. And I assume it got canceled. Yeah, I didn't... Um, I don't know if I actually finished the second season. Do they ever explain how his wife ended up in prison? Yes. They explain it. What did she do? Um, she stabbed somebody. <laughs> and she had like a psychotic break or something. And just went crazy. So, yes. They they explain all... They all they get the backstory, but... I don't think we're going to get any more Space Force. So, that's a shame. Steve Grill was really good in it. Mm -hmm. And um, John Malkovich was amazing. John Malkovich's character was perfect in that show. We'll review Space Force when we're done reviewing Star Wars cartoons. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, should we move on to the plot summary? Really, we're really being efficient tonight, but yeah. it's super late, so. All right, so I'm doing the plot summary this week. A uh, show opens up on the streets of Ward Mantell outside Sid's Cantina. Wrecker and Omega are inside playing the Jarek, the chess game. Wrecker loses. Um, Omega basically offers double or nothing on, or Bricker offers double or nothing on the Mantel mix that he's betting with, and Sid basically tells them to knock it off. They're wasting power, and she has a job for them. Hunter and Echo are not back on the previous mission of delivering Nerf Nuggets, so they're basically starting a catering service for Sid. Um, Sid tells Wrecker, Tech, and Omega that they're going with her on a mission. Tech says they need a briefing, but there's no time. Um, they approach a planet called Sofatoma, and on the ground it is a busy place full of people. Tech says it makes sense why she needs security in such a place. They make their way to the racing track. There's some sort of Mario Kart track in the middle of the city, and everyone is there enjoying Mario Kart. Sid says it's called Riot Racing and they see a bunch of pods, like single-seater craft speeders, um, shoot another pod with blasters, and the pod crashes. Sid says she has a new racer called Teo, and he's going to make Sid a lot of money. And they head off to the racing pit to meet Teo. Um, Teo had just won that race, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, they go down to meet Teo, and he's a droid. And Teo is played by Ben Schwartz. And he is playing roughly his Parks and Rec character of overconfidence, over like just full of bluster. Um, Tech is surprised that the driver was a droid. Teo takes exception to Tech's assumption about the course uh, and about droids and about everything. Teo is needlessly defensive and braggadocious. Sid says to save it for the race, and the encounter is broken up. Teo also has this sort of speech pattern. When someone says something, he tends to repeat it. And so he says, I'll save it for the race. Yeah. It refers to himself in the third person. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, later in the garage, Tech is saying that it's a 12 series speeder not meant for racing. Teo says that's why they've modified the, the speeders and that Teo is an artiste. He's an artist, he's just full of himself. It's a great, great droid bit. Yeah. His, his design is also really interesting where his like, head spins around. He knows it doesn't matter what's under a hood. There it is. <laughs> Man, I hope you have a thousand of those queued up. <laughs> Um, where was I? While they're working on the speeder, a gangster named Grinny Maligi shows up. He's a Dawatin. This is Ernie Hudson. He knows Sid. There's obviously some history there. And they have... And he has an entourage surrounding him. His entourage consists of an Osarian named Jet Venom, a Trandoshan named Garnock, and an unnamed Gamorian. Did you say something? I say that's a great name. That's like Laser Wolf. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll drop in some some fiddler. <laughs> Laser Wolf to come here. your daughter. My wife. <laughs> There's some great racer names later. <laughs> this is this is a very light-hearted and comedic episode. Yeah. You have Ben Schwartz playing this this weird droid. You have a low stakes story um, that they actually never reveal what the stakes actually are, and it's just it's literally Mario Kart um, mm-hmm. in Bad Batch. They they might as well be shooting turtle shells at each other. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, I wanted to mentioned something about um the way they um about uh Grinny Malegi. So there was something about him that was very familiar, but I, I couldn't put my finger on it until um earlier today. He reminds me his design and the way they did Ernie Hudson vo- Hudson's voice reminds me of the character from Lilo and Stitch, Captain Gantu. Oh, hmm. I haven't seen Lilo and Stitch in a while. Abomination. That's yeah. The, that's, that's the best I can... Uh, it's got the very deep voice, but it's like modulated to kind of sound even deeper and darker. Yeah. Uh, they had to have modulated his voice, because I've heard Ernie Hudson, and it sound, this sounds like him, but it's very deep and very dark. I think the Lilo and Stitch connection is very apt it's very good um i didn't i didn't think of that though yeah because the, the character also has uh the character also has horns and um that just the way he's dressed like he's got like this big um got this big outfit but he's got like these big humongous feet so he's actually just like wearing kind of like a, a big onesie that's like a jumper it, yeah, with with his feet uh, feet sticking out, and um, uh, Greeny Malegi is the exact same way. Now, oh. here, and there's something else too that I, I was curious about. Is he's got like a crew with him? The uh, he's got a Gamorian, he's got Jet Venom the racer, but he's got another person with him. Is that a tra- uh, is that a Trandoshan? Yeah, his name is Garnack. It's a Garnack. Trandoshan. Yeah, it's, but he's got like red spikes on his head versus um versus you know like he looks de- I mean he looks like a Trandoshan but he doesn't look like Trandoshans we've seen in the past. Yeah, I mean he's got different coloring but Mhm. Cuz like did well, there's Boss... lots of different there's a lots of different colored Trandoshans. I'm trying to get a photo, I'm trying to get a picture of him back up. He could have dyed those horns, though. <laughs> right? It's like frosted tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got, like... Trandoshans seem very much like Klingons in Star Trek, where how humanoid they look, or, how, you know... Oh, how... shit. This guy was in Padawan Lost. He's one of the Trandoshans that tries to kill Ahsoka. No, really? 
Yeah, I did not look him up before. And I was just looking at photos, and I was like, why aren't any of these photos from... from this episode? So I went to his Wikipedia page, and he has three appearances. Padawan Lost, Wiki Hunt, and Faster. <laughs> yeah, and it says a Trandoshan male big game hunter who ran a hunting guild um, comprised of other Trandoshans, including his son, Dar. Shit, we haven't even got that episode, but that's a fucking amazing arc and a great connection back to Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking them up and like, there's like, sometimes they have like these head, I, I, I'm assuming this picture is of him, because he's got kind of like the red spines versus um, Sid, she doesn't have any spines. And then other Trandoshans don't have those like things at all. And then like the Trandoshans from Book of Boba Fett, uh, like the very, you know, like the, I think it was like the, was it the first or second episode? They look like more human, so it's yeah. very, yeah, you know, it's very much like the, um, the Klingons, where it's just they, you know, it's just whoever's designing it just, you know, decides, you know, you know, if they look more reptilian or more human. So I just dropped the concept art from the Clone Wars episode for the different um, Trandoshan designs. You can see the the bio variability in the Trandoshan. There are twelve different examples. Can you send me that? It's in the notes now. It's at the bottom of the notes. Oh, yeah. They all have the the longer arms. So Garnak is the third one next to his son Dar. <laughs> and you see that they're all they're all different colors and have different patterns. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're like. I mean, they're obviously like uh, like reptilian. So, like, some of them are, like, I guess depending upon the region of uh, the planet that they're from, that they might... Right, it's like the it's like the white Juan um, Calamari with the black spots. The, the explanation for the biodiversity in the Mon Calamari was different temperatures of water at different regions on the planet cause difference in, differences in pigmentation. And so the white ones are from a warmer area. They didn't get the black pigment or the brown Mm -hmm. pigment. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that's 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 fascinating. I I always love this sort of stuff. Yeah. Nerdy stuff. It's because some of them look, you know, super reptilian. Some of them look like they're from V. uh, V. Um, it's pretty wild. But uh, sorry, Uh, sorry to sidetrack on that. No, no, this is... I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't look up Garnak, because it feels like that's that's a miss by me. But I normally I normally go look looking through all the minor characters, but I guess I'm... Because I got too drunk this afternoon. Um, <laughs> and didn't care. Um, Alright, so... Where was I? Alright, so... He has an entourage surrounding him. It consists of Jet Venom. I did that. Um... He asks for an introduction to the new crew, because um, they're all hanging out in the in sort of the the pit. Um, he says Sid cannot win, and the Maligi taunts the new crew, and then asks for a bet on the next race. Sid agrees, without saying what the bet is, um, and Maligi leaves with his crew. Tech says the race must be personal, and Tech and Sid says it's just business, but they have to win the race. Um, so now the next race, on the racetrack, things are going well. Jet Venom and Tail are in the lead in the mid-race. This You go around this track at least twice in these races. But Tech is analyzing the race, and he says he can't predict the outcome due to the unknown nature of the course. There's obstacles popping up in front of speeders, like walls, and there's sort of these disruptor bolts, like these uh, electrical bolts that are meant to disrupt the pods that are shooting off in these tunnels. Um, One of the speeders sort of yaws a little bit and shoots its blasters, because they're all armed, into the crowd, and the blaster hits a spectator, 
and he drops to the ground. At this point, the announcer reminds the spectators that the racetrack is not liable for injuries, deaths, or disintegrations. Yeah, and, and it's funny you say pod. This seems more like pod racing than uh, pod racing. Yeah, this pod racing was... They're basically these sleds being drugged by these like turbines um, that they're t- coupled to. Um, this seems like a standalone pod. And the mm-hmm. pods have shields and blasters, and it really feels like anything goes. Right? It's like a demolition derby, almost. Although the pod race also turned into a demolition derby. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, Teo and Jet Venom remain in the lead. The racers um, have an option to take three different tunnels. Um, Teo is told not to take the left tunnel. It is a death trap. He knows this, and he doesn't take the left tunnel. Basically, three tunnels. There's a big X over the left one. Um, Teo has a I chance. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, nope. I didn't actually mean to play that. Do that as much as you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Teo has a chance to win. Maligi says, Maligi speaks into a comm and says to get him into the crunch. A speeder behind Teo grabs his speeder with a hook, like a one of those grappling arms. Venom uses a blade that protrudes out the back of his racer and cuts into Teo's um, pod. Um, Teo tumbles and loses control. Jet Venom wins. Uh, Teo is destroyed in the crash. His parts, both the parts to his pod and his parts are spread all over the track. Tex says they can salvage the speeder while Wrecker collects Teo's parts. Maligi shows up for his payment, and Sid asks for more time. Maligi says that she's out of time and needs to pay. Sid tells Tech and Wrecker that they are here to protect her. Um, she basically says, I didn't bring you for your company. Yeah. They move to protect her, but immediately the, the Trandoshan and the Gamorian pull their blasters. Omega asks how much she owes. Maligi says it's a lot more than like Omega one, has. Yeah. And then Omega offers double or nothing like she did in the Dajaric match with Wrecker earlier. I mean, I, I know why they did it, but it's just like, if all of a sudden my son starts like saying, like, you know, start making bets on my behalf, I'd just be like, shut up. Yeah, my kids my kids could never get me in this situation. Um, Malegi tentatively agrees to this bet with Omega. Um, Tech and Wrecker are hesitant. But Maligi has already agreed and says that he's keeping Sid as collateral. They have to race tomorrow. So now back at the... This plot is not very complicated. There's basically one thing that happens at once. So now we go to the pit. Omega's working on the speeder, and Tech is working on Teo. Both should be ready, but both are more damaged than previously thought. Teo is conscious during this repair of himself, and he reassures everyone that he's ready to race. And then there's a pretty good comedic moment where Teo realizes right after saying this that he doesn't have arms and legs. So he starts yelling, where are my arms, where are my legs? Um, then Teo proceeds to lecture Tech on how to repair him. Um, Wrecker suggests they just take out the gangster and not bother with the race. Tech disagrees. I sort of wanted to watch this episode. I sort of wanted to watch the episode where the Bad Batch just say, fuck it, and then go attack Malegi. Um, but that's not the episode we get. Teo says the last person that stiffed Malegi ended up in the eastern sand dunes. And Teo suggests that they worry less and fix more. A little less chatter, a little more spanner is the, is the line. I like that line. Um, so we cut back to Malegi and Sid. They're in some sort of nice box, like a box seats that overlooks the racetrack. And he toasts to old times. They clearly have a history together. Yeah. Ride or die, remember? Sid seems annoyed by their past rather than willing to celebrate it. She's definitely not interested in whatever Maligi has. Um, Maligi says those clones will learn about the old Sid. And then she says they might surprise him. This is the other thing that, that it's hinted at or beat over your head like a hammer. 
that Sid might not be a good guy. And I don't think they've really played her as a good guy up until this point. Um, but it's sort of implied that, given the opportunity, Sid will betray everybody. Yeah. So, who knows if that's going to pay off or not. So, Teo is reassembled, along with the pod, and he is sure he can win this time. He's back to his braggy self. Um, Tech is studying the course. Teo is mocking Tech. Um, Tech tries to give Teo some advice about a better way to approach the race. Teo disagrees. During this conversation, Teo is hit by a speeder in the pits and completely destroyed. Um, Malagi shows up at this time and says the racetrack is a dangerous place. This feels like a setup. Uh, he sent this this pod into the pit to destroy Teo. Sid reassures Malagi that he's fine, but Teo is beyond repair. Malagi says that she forfeits the race because she doesn't have a racer, and Tech says that he will race the pod. The bet is still on. Malagi says Tech is a fool. So, now the race. This is the big race for everything. And I have the names of the racers here. We have Jet Venom, Bosco, the Mad Bomber Bricks, Steel Claw Kane, Vicious Vid Centauri, Haxon, the War Gnome Tran... the War Gnome Tranjanix, Quick Draw Quasar, the Trickster Flash Rector, Hyper Rod and his seven deuce blaster and tech. I like the design for a lot of these because some of them actually are, seem like callbacks. Like one was a uh, a B one battle droid head on a uh, protocol droid. Yep, that's an episode two reference. And then there was a pro- another protocol droid that had a red arm. Yep, and there was also a commando droid um, painted red, and a and a um, protocol droid that was green and yellow, which was an old design of a Hoth droid. So there's a lot of lot of cool references and stuff in this this group. Mm-hmm. And once again, the the announcer makes fun of Tech for not having a quick draw quasar. Yeah, he's just like, like, and Tech, uh, okay. Is there anything else about this guy? Is that his name? Yeah. Um. So this is this is just like a fun, a fun roster of names, um, with all those great references. So the race begins. Everyone takes off, and Tech is in last place. This is very. This is very much pod racer scene because Anakin starts out in last place. The race is... We get a better look at what the race is actually now. So the race is partially through these narrow tunnels and partially through these sort of amphitheaters. And in the narrow tunners, tunnels, they're basically single file. It's hard to pass. Um, and they shoot each other with blasters. Um, they're allowed to do whatever they want, it appears. Mm-hmm. Um, Jet Venom is shooting at some of the pods. And they exit the tunnel into this type of arena and then the mad bomber releases some explosives so clearly anything goes um exiting this amphitheater they have the choice to go to the three tunnels omega tells tech don't take the left tunnel tech doesn't take the left tunnel but he requests the specifications on the left tunnel anyway um omega tells tech that his shields are overloading um, and he determines that he needs more speed. And so as they pass the pits, um, he pulls in and dumps his weapons unit, which lightens up his load considerably. But it means he was he's unarmed now. Mm-hmm. When it's very clear that part of this race is to shoot at the others. Yeah. This is, this is where it feels very much like Mario Kart. I don't know. Do you play Mario Kart? Yeah, I do. I play with my kids. Yeah, Mario Kart's a big game in our house, and um, it just feels very much like Mario Kart, because you're going around and around in these little circuits, there's obstacles and things popping up in your way, and yeah, and, like even and like everybody's ad- shooting at each other. Yeah, and like the ads, too. Yeah, 
yeah, there's there's definitely in the tunnels they're they're playing commercials. Basically, there's like billboards that are scrolling through. Alright, so Tech has abandoned his weapons and he has increased speed and maneuverability. He's very proud of himself, but he's still in last place. Tech realizes that the left tunnel that they're not supposed to take um, is damaged. It's basically not complete. But if he's going fast enough, he should be able to hang on to the ceiling and make it. He goes into yeah. the left tunnel and one of the other racers follow. Yeah. Well, Good. And you know why? why? The only thing that matters is who's behind the wheel. There it is. <laughs> in the tunnel Tech moves up to the roof um, and so does the other racer um, Tech's going faster and so he makes it out but the other racer crashes yeah cause this time it ain't just about being fast <laughs> so there's a in the um, I've told you this story before but in an early draft of episode one um, the the pod racer rats Tyrell, which is a little guy. I'll look up his species right now. Um, one of the little racers. He dies in in the racer in the race. Rats Tyrell. He is an Aaliyah, Aaliyan. Um. Put it into the chat here. Anyway, he dies uh, in the race. He hits like a stalactite in one of the caves. I put it. In the, I put it into Skype if you want to see. Yeah, I see it. And and he dies. But in an earlier version of episode one, his family is watching the race. Like his wife and kids are watching the race. And it was going to be a running gag that you keep seeing them places after the race. Like like begging for money or like getting on a transport ship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But when they edited it down, because they did edit that movie, surprisingly, um, they cut out the scene where Rats Tyrell is talking to his family prior to the race. And so... Uh, that sort of plot point was lost uh, to the edit. But there's a later scene where there's a family of Aaliyah, Alina, um, a, a woman and two kids, seen begging for change on the streets of Tatooine. And that is a reference to that edited version, that unedited scene. And so when this guy dies, um, I didn't see who it was. I, don't, I didn't write down who who dies in this um, in this wreck. But when this person dies, I just thought of Rats Tyrell dying in a race. Mm-hmm. As wonderfully and pointless as that is. Yeah. Um. All right. So the shorter path, the left tunnel, puts Tech in third place. And he quickly surges into second place. He's now between um, Jet Vermin and Bricks, uh, th- those two speeders. Um, Bosco, the Mad Bomber, Bricks. Tech falls, so um, he's between Jet and Bricks. Um, they try to do this same maneuver they did on Teo, but right before they do it, Tech falls back right when the hook is fired, and Bricks captures vermin speeder instead yeah you know, just made a big mistake <laughs> um wrecker oh so they crash and there's like a big cloud of debris and tech emerges and he's won the race wrecker is surprised that tech won and the crowd starts chanting tech 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 i don't have friends i got family that's right. Have you seen those movies? <laughs> no, I, I saw like part of one, and then I was like, I don't care, because <laughs> you know, like it's you know, like Saturday or Sunday, you're just sitting at home, and it's on TV, and you start watching it, but 
even for like just like basic cable, it was just like uh, something else. I can find something else to do. And they're at like they're like a million of them now. I think there's at least nine. Yeah, and these might not all be from Fast and Furious, but they sound like they could be. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we're we're not QCing the soundboard. Someone else put the soundboard together. All right, so back in Maligi's club, the boys go to collect Sid. Maligi says a bet is a bet. He turns over Sid, and they're even. Sid is impressed with tech. Um, Vermin is there, and he's eyeing his blaster. Sid says she owes him one, talking to Tech. Tech agrees. They go to leave. The vermin reaches for his blaster. Maligi stops him. Maligi tells the Bad Batch that Sid is always looking out for herself and to watch their backs. The end. Yeah. So, I fear your answer, but did you like it? This time it ain't just about being fast. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean... You're going to be a great father, Brian. All right, that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. <laughs> uh, I think that's why we were brothers. Okay, I can't find any relevant ones. Um, yeah, I thought I, I liked it enough. I, I liked it better the second time. First time I watched it, and I was just kind of like, huh, okay. But, um... Yeah, so, I, I liked it much better the second time. I picked up on some things, and I could enjoy it just for being kind of fluff, even you know, kind of a filler episode because it doesn't really move the story along. Other right. than other than the fact that it's a tech, you know, it, it revolves around tech because um, tech's always kind of a side character. Exactly. So, so like, good. Yeah, so it's just like so. This like time he's kind of like the, I, I guess the main. Well, he's not the. I guess I don't know who the main character was, but he's he's got a lot more. You know, um, there's a lot more going for him in this episode than in other episodes. He's just other episodes. He's just there to, you know, say something you know is logical or solve some sort of problem. Right. In the past, he's always been. He's, he's basically the definition of supporting, right? He's the one that confirms the confirms the problem or states something wrong with Wrecker's plan or Hunter's plan. He's never given really the reins. And in the first, first episode of the season, or I guess the second episode, he breaks his fucking leg, mm-hmm. right? And, and he is literally handicapped and still sort of saves the day. I... I honestly like this episode, not partially because it's silly and inconsequential. I like inconsequential Star Wars at times. I don't need everything to be super heavy and everything. The first time I watched it, I watched it by myself because I usually watch them all by myself. Like whenever I get a break on Wednesday from during work, I just pop it on and watch it, just in case someone spoils it for me or you you want to talk about it. Um, later, I just want to make sure that I'm current. I watched it, and I, I sort of had this feeling like, like this is silly, it's inconsequential, but it's fun. And then later I watched it with the kids, with the boys. The younger boy, who I call the littlest man, the littlest man was wrapped, like, screaming and, like, saying, Tech's gonna win! And it's it's something that's just like geared toward little kids, right? It's it's the exact kind of action that they want. It's it's just yeah, yeah. It's just aimed directly at him. And seeing how excited he was and how invested he was, and even though he could, he was guessing how it was going to turn out. The fact that it turned out that way. So seeing it through the littlest man's eyes, I just I found it even more entertaining. And then seeing now having done a little bit of analysis and seeing like the references, like the reference to episode two with the droid and the red armed protocol droid. And now that I know that Garnack is the same guy that was from clone wars, I'm liking it even more. And there's, there's very little 
that can be consequential in this episode, um, except for maybe the the foreshadowing or looming. Oh. The foreshadowing or looming negativity about Sid. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna make you hate me by the end. I just think I think it's a, I think it's better than what people were complaining about online about it. This is a silly Fast and Furious are a genre of movie that as far as I'm concerned should have failed after one. But it is one of the most successful movie franchises ever. Because mm-hmm. people like bullshit escapism. Yeah. This is this is the bullshit escapism of the Star Wars universe. It's racing. Yeah, cars, bikes, boards, you name it. That's it, right? <laughs> and <laughs> I did ask you to do this a thousand times. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? All right. You ever get punched in the face for talking too much? You're about to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Can we go back to when you complained that I used the soundboard yeah, you're too right. much? I definitely do it. What? Can we go back to when I don't you know com- who you think you're playing with. I don't play this game. Can we go back to when you thought I played with the soundboard too much during our recordings? Excuse me? <laughs> I thought we had a deal. <laughs> oh, that one's keeping that one for certain. <laughs> Do you have any commentary on any of the aspects or anything that you think might be consequential about this episode? Unlikely. Um, yeah, I think it was, uh, <laughs> just, it's a lot more fun as Vin Diesel. <laughs> you know, you almost had me going there for a while. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it overall. Um, uh, you know, second time around, you know, cause you know, after, after the, after the last one, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, they're getting back to it. And then this one's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like this bozo over here. Um, so I was kind of like, um, well, this is bullshit. But uh, um, no, I, I, I enjoyed it um, on, you know, more viewings because, you know, like, is it going to be that like Sid has the choice to fuck them over later and she doesn't because they saved her, saved her butt? Um, I'm, I'm hoping that this isn't just a, you know, just a fill time that there is, you know, a, I mean, I mean, it's obvious foreshadowing that it's going to do something shitty, but maybe because they were nice to her, they won't, um, they won't, uh, f- uh she won't go through with it or like, you know, f- I mean, fuck them over with the empire. It better pay off. Yeah. There's, there's 16 episodes in, in season two. And this marks the 25% point of the season. And I'm fine with minor stories and throwaway stories, but they better pay off this whole Sid's going to stab me in the back thing by at least giving her the chance to and showing her wrestle with that idea. I really hope so. Yeah, yeah, I I hope so too. Because that seems like something that they're, they're working towards something but um, what it was, I I don't know. All right, do you want to move on to the rating? So now's the time where we uh, rank an episode. We rank episodes by our patent pending system of assigning characters. So a really great episode would warrant a original trilogy character such as Han, Luke, Leia, Vader, Chewie, and so on. A really bad episode would. Uh, Warrant, um, I don't know, uh, Axel Greylark. Good uh, one. Yeah. High Republic fans. Yeah. So, Matt, what is your, what is your rank? Um, I'm going to go with Ben Quadraneros, the pod racer, V2. 
because he is the, like the big-headed Disney character guy who doesn't even get the race because his racer blows up on the pad. <laughs> I just had to pick a pod racer, and it's not a consequential one, but a fun, a fun little detail. Yeah. How about you? I mean, this one was just kind of like a. It was just there and done. Um, so it was it was fun for what it was. So just because of all the dro- uh, the droids, the the weird droids, I'm gonna go with a Mr. Bones. Nice. I like Mr. Bones. Yeah, Mr. Bones is a B1 battle droid from the Aftermath series that uh, Snap Wexley, excuse me, Snap Wexley uh, transforms into kind of like this killing machine that it's, its programming's all weird and talks super funny. The audiobook for it is uh, those the audiobook performance is pretty good. Yeah, I like I like the performance and they mm-hmm. they do a great job making you care about some stupid B1. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it puts itself together at one point and it commits a lot of murder. I think one of its arms is like a sword too. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that is <laughs> that is uh correct. All right, good pick. Yeah. I don't know who you think you're playing with. I don't play this game. <laughs> Damn it. That one's staying in. <laughs> All right, dear listener. Um, I don't know what the final edit of this episode is, but it's basically an hour of Jamie playing sound clips from Fast and the Furious and me getting frustrated. Yo, what's up with your boy? <laughs> so no matter how many are left in the episode... Just please know that I've deleted about at least half of them, if not three quarters of them out. Frankenstein. (laughs) But I have stopped. I have stopped deleting them. I might throw in a couple extra bucks and send you to charm school. Ah, that's stupid. (laughs) It's staying in. Come on. Come on. (laughs) All right, we got to get out of this. Um, the next episode is... Shut up. <laughs> the next episode we review is called Entombed. No? It is Bad Batch Season 2, Episode um, six, 5. Sorry, 5. Entombed. And I pretty enjoyed, I enjoyed that one. It's already come out. Um, but we're only a week behind right now, so... Um, that's next one up. Uh, anything yeah. left? Anything left for the soundboard uh, to add? <laughs> oh, I could go. <laughs> I could go uh, really bananas. I think Vin Diesel is probably Vin Diesel soundboard is probably like the best thing to ever happen to me. Um, maybe after the birth of my kids. It's right up there, though. Just right up there. <laughs> I'm going to throw you a beat. <laughs> All right. Are we hit, clear? Hit the Jordan button, please. <laughs> Are we clear? Uh, no? Dear listener, thanks for sticking with us to the end. Uh, um, you know, we, you know, thanks for listening. We're, you know, we're glad anybody's listening. We're, we're getting a little bit more downloads. I don't know if that has to do with um, Matt blowing money on a battle droid or people are just super excited to, to hear a couple of uh, numbskulls, but we don't uh, put a whole lot of money into this uh, if you don't count the battle droid. Um, so you know, just the, you know, the best thing you could do for us is you know tell a friend about us or tell somebody you hate if you hate, hated the show because then you could waste their time and they could be listening to sweet things like oh, uh, or I thought we had a deal. Yeah, uh, we talk about Star Wars, but instead we're talking about Fast and Furious. Okay. Um, but anyways, um, be sure to, uh, give us a five stars on your local post, uh, sorry, podcast aggregator. And, uh, we will be back with the uh, next episode of <sighs> Bad Batch. God, I'm not even drunk. What the hell is wrong with me? Okay. I'm playing the outro now. Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode. We would also like to thank Jordan White for the use of his cover of Yub Nub as our intro and outro music. Please refer to the show notes for photos, clips, and links from this episode. Side effects from listening to Yubcast may include dizziness, dry mouth, a sense of confusion, and decreased sex drive. 
Serious side effects may include speaking in Ewa, speculating the origins of prequel characters, and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet. For a complete list of side effects or to complain about the show, please visit us on Twitter at Yubcast or drop us an email at noochbaderproductions at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters, and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, the Walt Disney Company. Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You just made a big mistake. Took me a while to find that tracking chip. But not as long as I flip the receiver. You're going down, Toretto. I'm right here.